We won't have to sit here and talk shit for the next four hours just to get used to it. <laughs> Mate, I reckon mum was trying to get it involved. Yeah, I reckon she was trying to uh, apply us with a resume to get involved, I reckon. Who's the third host? Yeah, I reckon. <laughs> I reckon she wanted an interview today. Right then, she sounded she like we were going to have a Vic Road special episode. Man. <laughs> Should we call the Mike Michael? <laughs> The Suits and Cho and Michael Cho. <laughs> Alright, so uh, we've got episode one coming up with Cunners and Sui. Rhino is back with Rhino's run sheet. Sui, what do you, what do you got for us? Uh, we've got a few interesting stories in, uh, in isolation just to... Uh, Rev all the listeners up in uh, some more boring times and a Richo Rake and a Cunner's Chisel. The, de- the debut Richo Rake. I hope, uh, hope everyone sits back in their isolation this week and takes, sets aside some time for 45 to 50 minutes and really, uh, really sink your teeth. Just nestle in. Oh, so I'll, I'll... Should we get it started? So, yeah, let's, let's just start. We'll get started. Roll, we're rolling into oh. it now. Just assume that the, the thing's fucking started and we're, we're already a minute in. Just assume that. Do you do your intro? Oh. Yeah, well, we're in. We're in training. This, this is, is the show. This is the okay. Intro. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, never. It's never started so, better than that. I don't think. Mm. <laughs> We've got. Uh, so we. So you want me to? Yeah. Sorry. You go. you go or I'll go. Fucking hell. One of yous go. We're back with episode two tonight. We're uh, we're in isolation. Uh, we we didn't know if if recording a podcast was an essential activity, so we've decided to uh, do it over FaceTime and rigged up what's taken about an hour and a half of just to get Suits' face on the TV. Um, and uh, just by default and not by choice, Ryan Cunningham's joined us again for episode two. Back by yeah. popular demand, I like it. I think. So I think it's a big in. Um, <laughs> people would sit there and say how much you, you know you have to throw at him and. People have come up to me and said, "Was it a was it a blank check?" And look, you know, just that he wants to come on and help us out. Um, he's a, he's a big in. Yeah, look, I've had my reservations. I think the last episode was was pretty good though. Yeah, um, I had, yeah. did have some good good feedback. He's got the half the police force in Victoria listening to the show now. So yeah, uh, nice, so we nice should speak about the uh, the finisher that you've just polished off. The finisher. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the uh, little toke. Oh, yeah, we shouldn't be mentioning that because I'll run on a tangent. <laughs> He'll be down a rabbit hole. I'm already, my mind's already in fucking Planet Pluto at the minute, so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but so what's, what, what, the, you go. The recurring thing that Cunningham's brought to the table is. The run sheet the run is sh- back. The run sheet is back. We've lost Nan and Magic with Nan, but we've, we've brought back the run sheet. Yeah. So. Um, I think, I think it was absolutely uh, a necessity. It's the saving grace of season two. No doubt about it. It'll save us waffling on, which we're already doing. So let's <laughs> let's move through to top, to Cunningham's run sheet, the the Ryan Cunningham run sheet. We might call it from now. On. <laughs> well, first off on Cunner's run sheet, we just we just want a bit of an update on what the boys are doing. Life life's changed a lot lately, as you know, since season two, episode one, and season two, episode two. So, so it's what's your new norm? What have you been up to? Uh, mate, not well. I've been up to a fair bit actually. Um, I've had to move into a house. Uh, me and the partner Nicole have bought a house, so we've had to move in, and I haven't been able to ask or accept any help uh, moving everything. So uh, obviously, because you know we don't want to get anyone sick and stuff like that. So 
um, I've had to do it all on my own. So it's been a bit of a mission. The one man show but, um, moving house. Yeah, I've moved every fridge, bed, <laughs> cot, <laughs> box of clothing, bag of clothing, tool, fucking mate, anything you can think of. It's been what moved. Was, was who was like you had someone on the back end of a couch or like who, who was helping you there? Was it Julie or N- mate, mate? I'm no one, mate. I literally did it all on my own. I would just lift it to, but I did have a truck that had an elevator at the back of it, so I would like put it on that and then hoof it up and then move it in. And you, so and you that the, was my system. You had the truck as well. You were driving the truck as well. Yeah, I was. She was. I was. What uh, a handyman. She's here the first ten kilometers. <laughs> You've done well because moving at the best of times is tough. I moved my bed and a ch- and a side chest of drawers and I was over it. Took oh, me took exhausting. me twenty four hours to move a bed and chest. Yeah. It makes the taxing, mate. It's very taxing on the soul. Yeah. Just when Richo moved in, I moved, I swapped rooms. So I moved my bed from my old room to my new one and I threw my back out. So, Cunningham's moved one bed across a room. You've moved an entire house at 30 kilometres and. I've got recurring back issues from it. (laughs) (laughs) A dislodged uh, vertebrae. (laughs) Just sliding his bed into the next room. It's. I wonder what all that gym work's doing. I'm, I'm, I'm not really sure. So what have you been doing with the isolation, uh, uh, other from I've, being Jamie I've Oliver? Actually, uh, I've been home from work for four weeks. I've literally been inside the four walls of this apartment, losing my mind slowly. Each day getting <laughs> slightly crazier. The, 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 the left and right eye are starting to just split apart. Split apart starting to twitch like, a you little. You know when, when you can get your left eye looking at, at one side of the house and the right eye is looking somewhere else? <laughs> <laughs> It's not a, it's not a pretty sight. And, and for the people that don't know Cho ridiculously well, he's a loves to keep himself extremely busy as well. He's always doing something, organising something. So that would be driving you insane. Oh, I would imagine I'm crawling on the walls, mate. Cunningham <laughs> might have walked in the other day. I reckon I'd been on the couch for at least fourteen hours, just like either playing video games or <laughs> drawing pictures. Fuck knows what. And he drawing pictures. Drawing, I've been drawing pictures. I've got a picture book. I was watching how to draw portraits the other day on YouTube. How to draw oh. videos. Yeah. It's, it's how dark. to draw videos. Yeah, like how to how to draw like you tutorial videos on YouTube. Take him take so, me through. I'd love if you posted as the Susan Joe story your most proud of picture that you've drawn. He's actually done a very good Biggie Smalls. I, I don't want to gloat, but the drawing was actually alright. I tried yeah, to, what did it take you to do? I'll send you a little quick photo here and you can give us your reaction. I tried to draw Tupac and I got feedback that he looked like a meth addict rapist. So, yeah. mine, <laughs> well, mine maybe, not as maybe, good, but... Maybe you drew him well. <laughs> <laughs> you nailed Tupac, yeah. <laughs> I've just sent you a message, so it's going to come through. So. But basically, oh. I went. I was just really bored the other day, and I thought, "Fuck, how am I going to spend the the isolation period's been pushed back now to the mid mid May, so I've got another month." And I was in. I was at home the other day. Cunners is watching me slowly go mad inside. He said, "You need to get a hobby." And I think I'm like, "All right, fuck it. I'm going to go. I'm going to go out and buy some pencils from Officeworks." So I've gone down to Officeworks. Um, I think you can consider that essential, hopefully. Uh, and I've bought thirty bucks worth of pencils and and uh, books to draw in. And we've come home and just started drawing picture after picture. And now we're now we're hooked. Wow! So, mate, I actually don't mind it. That's well, I haven't. I haven't got them. Oh, here we go. I've got it. I'll send you two pack as well, just out of just to get your immediate impression. 
But, um, so you've done pretty well there. How long did that take you? That took me an hour or two, I reckon. But yeah, um, there's yeah. a lot of detail in that. Oh, we're we're, we're passing the time pretty pretty well. So the the drawing highly recommended for anyone that's listening. Go and buy yourself. Two pack doesn't look too bad either. Mate, the boys are, are just drawing '90s rappers like you wouldn't believe in here. Mate, it's actually not too bad to be honest. For <laughs> both of them. Yeah, like, well, I'll, uh, I'll sign a few for you and send them in the post. <laughs> 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 it's a time for self improvement though. This isolation. Ask, isn't it? ask Izzy what she wants drawn, and I'll I'll sign it off, Uncle Rich. Sends it in the mail. Uh, she might. <laughs> uh, she might. I don't know. If you just send her a newspaper in the mail and let her scrunch it up, she'd be happy with anything in the mail, I think, wouldn't she? Yeah, she would. But, she um, absolutely would. But besides that, yeah, ISO is, is interesting. So you've, uh, you've experienced some negatives in your time in isolation, though. One of which oh. you found out is the leaf blower on Thursday mornings. <laughs> I, was unaware, I was unaware of this because I go to work you know, Monday to Friday, normal hours, 9 to 5. Cunningham's got the, the police work, so he's got the shift work sometimes. So I, I'm well aware of the frustration of the leaf blower every Thursday morning. Yeah, so I've, I've basically... It probably took me about to week two, I think, of working at home. I was parked at my desk, normal nine to five, dumped on for me 9.30, you know, office meeting. We're doing it on the conference call. And just right as we start, right on 9.30, I just hear this rushing of just power tools being used outside and leaf blowers like going sick. And this bloke's right outside the window, right outside the kitchen window, leaf blower on full ball. I'm trying to have a conversation with like my, my work on this work conference call and all I can hear for the next two hours <laughs> is old mate on the leaf blower. What's he even doing? He does the whole apartment block so it doesn't happen quickly It's either. the most unnecessary blowing of leaves I've ever seen. And someone's paying him 30 bucks an hour to do it. Yeah. Frustrating. Fuck. I could imagine that would irritate you as well. <laughs> and you can't escape. I've got nowhere to go. I can't, you can't even, noise cancelling headphones wouldn't do the trick with the, the noise of that leaf blower. Yeah. Even more frustrating when you rock home at 8am after a night shift. And then as you walk in, you see the little leaf blower man just pulling out of his car, and I think, oh, <laughs> of course. Oh, but without the leaf blowing gear, he, he wouldn't have a job that man. That man. So uh, blessed to everyone that's got jobs at the minute. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. No, I should, I should go out and tip him. I uh, <laughs> did four years of uh, doing night shifts from 10 p.m. till 6 a.m. And mate, that leaf blower man, I reckon by the third week might have. I don't know. He might cop a brick to the head. Or <laughs> he's on thin ice. Let me tell you. Oh, he's such a. He, he's probably such a nice guy, but then to go out there and whack him one, I don't know. If that's okay. <laughs> but if you just go and say, "Look, man, I appreciate you. You love your job and yeah. you love blowing the leaves." But what are they paying you? Man, I'll, pay just, you. I'll, I'll pay you. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> just get the fuck out of here, mate. <laughs> The leaves will go Take themselves. your leaves, shove them straight back in your fucking leaf blower and fuck off, would you? <laughs> I've given... Mate. I'm a bit harsh on the leaf blower there, sorry. Mm. Um, You've got a bit no, of frustration building. Yeah, from Cutter's perspective, I think it's I think it's a little bit worse because... Be, you know, you've you've worked all night, you've been thinking about getting to bed from 1am and you finally get there and you've got some fucking dickhead blowing the leaves outside. He's probably a nice guy, but... Such a nice guy. Let's not stress. I can't stress that enough. Come on. Yeah. Nothing personal between the leaf blower man, but... He's just putting food on the table, but unfortunately, he's ruining my ear sockets. And my sleep cycles. Yeah. Yeah. And Um, that's a problem for you, Gunn, is even when uh, everyone goes back to work, 
Lake Boss thinks the man's still going to be there and you're still going to be getting home. Yeah, and, and I've so, got two Otis head office running out of my yeah. bloody living room We've actually, kitchen, the so. house is, has formed. <laughs> the house has transformed. It's 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 not only a, a lounge room and two bedrooms, it's also uh, a home theatre system. It's a it's a Toyota national head office. It's it's not a big apartment <laughs> either. So. <laughs> uh, the size of the apartment hasn't changed, but geez, the use of it <laughs> that, being, that being said oh. I feel like the people next door have been having some serious soirees going on mm. it sounds like there's 15 people in, in, in there and I don't know how they're doing it it's getting to 1 or 2 in the morning and we're hearing <laughs> like just the most full on conversations you've ever heard like you could actually hear the words I'm, I could almost write the book about it you learn a lot about <laughs> your neighbours when you're at home don't you <laughs> I'm not sure if it's the ISO getting to me or if they're actually that loud but either way I'm hearing things in here to me and it's not good no, and there's also <laughs> one other thing that's getting to you Cho man and I think we're touching on this a bit later but that's our current internet provider oh no we'll leave that leave that one to the end um, I don't want to talk about it right no, no, I can honest. see you getting well, Rich, Rich, Rich I, I was hearing a couple of our listeners and they get a bit of early mail and I was uh, being messaged <laughs> All week about uh, there might be a potential Richo rate tonight right across the face. It's been floated, and uh, look, the internet provider <laughs> has pushed me to the edge. Yep. So watch this. If you if you belong internet provider, Steer I'd be clear. nervous. I'd be getting I'd out. I'd be of, very nervous. Start get even if the, the flights aren't even booked, just get out of the country. If you do everything you can, pay the five thousand, get out. <laughs> oh, more on that later. Um, one other thing I've got for you, Sue, you might remember from season two, episode one, the story about the water bill and Richo leaving the yes. tap on. And now Richo yes. did play that down and say that that would be a measly two dollar, couple bucks, a two dollar increment. Did he not? Yes. Uh, so the water bill has come through for a whopping two hundred and twenty-one dollars. There's a bit of mayo. There's a bit of mayo on that. Suits. What was it? Two hundred twenty-one dollars. Two hundred twenty-one dollars and eighty-one cents. If we're talking water bills here, boys, what's, what's the That's outrageous that you've left it on full ball going down the drain. I don't know how you've managed that. Uh, it was another one of those mornings where I just... That was that was pre-ISO, actually, so I'm not sure where my mind was at that point. I must I must have been on the verge of losing it maybe the couple of weeks <laughs> leading into ISO. <laughs> Someone slipped something into my morning coffee the, the day before. I must They must have. Joe, have you caught your... Uh, yeah, next door neighbour going out to the vineyard. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we've we've well, I felt a bit creepy actually after watching those comments and apologise to my neighbour. <laughs> 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 no, there's there's a lot there's a lot Carl, happening. They're, they're going to be riding. <laughs> I did. I did get some feedback that uh, that sounds like a woman's worst nightmare. Was you approaching her? At night, was you approaching her at night? So. Checking the bins. Checking the bins. Oh, yeah. I don't think it was going to be a Peter Parker and Mary Jane fairy tale. No. <laughs> Maybe in your head. But... I might have got maced with some cap- capsicum spray. <laughs> we in lockup. Huh? Yeah, it's better, better to respect everyone's space. In You're going out there. In your mind, you're, you're thinking of Peter Parker and she's very giant and it's all nice and in her head. She's gone out there, she's got she's got her best friend on the phone call with her phone in the pocket just in case. That's it. More of a Ted Bundy than a Peter that's, Parker. That's enough, <laughs> that's enough. All right, all right. We've... Ted Bundy. <laughs> 
it's uh, not painting me in a good light. This I'm not happy about it. Uh, but no, I, the neighbours, I don't know if the we we yet to really mingle, yet to mingle contact, too much yeah. with with the neighbours. Actually, we met we met um old mate out the front. Uh, what's his name? Warren. Oh, was I? Yeah, was, was a good. Fella. Was just putting out the the washing pretty regularly. Mm. Um, had had a little chat to him the other day. Um, but yet, he's yet, a strange character. Yeah, yet yet to get the the apartment party started. Like you know those videos you've been seeing on like Facebook of Italy and they're all in their apartments and they're playing. They got a DJ out on the balcony and in the US they're all singing big big smalls from the balcony. Mm. It's not not, not quite happening here. I don't think it's happening here. Yet. No, That's not not at that level. I yet. wanted to happen, and I haven't asked. Warren's about 70, 75 years old. I'm not sure if he's. I'm not sure if he wants us to be out and, in front. And mentally, Warren is. Uh, I'm not questioning Warren's <laughs> okay. capability on the show. Show just in case he. So yeah, you're right. And the walls and the walls are thin. So. And it's very thin. He's probably hearing this right now. <laughs> Um, no, but Warren, if you are listening, you're a great man. The idea was to slip slip <laughs> to slip a note under some doors. Um, and just say, boys, we're going to have some music out the front. Let's have a boogie. Because at the moment, yeah, it's... It's sombre. It's sombre. It's sombre. I, um, it's the Toyota head office manager of the day. And it's, <laughs> a drawing, it's a drawing art room of night. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> oh, boy. I want to I know more about your, your ISO. How are you, how are you um, keeping up with the, the two kids running around? Where, where, oh, where are you mate. getting your peace? How are you finding your... The kids are the kids are a serious deal, like, um, to deal with. Uh, I've had two weeks off work, or a week, I've had 11 days off work going back on Tuesday. The girls, man, you know, like, they're full on. Like, they are just always running around, seriously. No joke. Like, people say it's full on, and, mate, it is full on. Like, and, and Frank just messaged me, like, Suits, you've got six FIFA games to play. Come on, man. It's like, man... I've only got after nine thirty to play because they don't go to sleep and like they are they just out of control, man. They just out of control. If a man a man Jesus. in isolation hasn't even got time to play FIFA, I yeah, it's that's a tough game. Yeah, you're a handful. Yeah, it is. It is a handful. I don't have time. I, I wish footy was on because I would at least be away. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a bit harsh, but. Uh, I'll bite that bit out and Nicole's going to listen. Yeah, you're going to have to... I'm going to have to edit that one out for Nicole. Sorry. Just apologise to Nicole just in case I don't. Yeah, sorry. No, nah, no. Nah. Sorry, Nicole. No, nah, she... No, nah, she said it herself. It'd be good if you're at footy. So, we're all, we're all seeing the worst Getting in each other. So, Nicole's working from home as well. Yeah, she's working from home, yeah. Yeah. Um, so... I've got, I've got, I'm babysitting Cunners Day today at the minute. He's, uh... Okay, that's rich. My admin man, Monday to Friday, nine to five. <laughs> just making sure he's all all sweetie, getting my coffees and uh, running my errands. So <laughs> <laughs> you have to get him to go out there and take care of the leaf plot. Yeah. <laughs> you can just go and flash your badge out to old mate outside. I'm really sick of shooting those leaves. You'll get your six six bucks an hour. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> But um, uh, what was like? What would happen the other day where I was um, actually Cunningham left for the day, so he, he left my duty of care, and I said, mate, you know, go off and enjoy yourself, get go out and see, see the sights outside, leave me to do my work, um, and I and I decided I'd go out for a walk. Now I hadn't been out all day, I'm sitting at the desk, slaving away. I thought I'll, I'll go out for a walk just to go and grab a coffee, you know, down at the the local cafe. 
I'm thinking, I'm getting my one, my one exercise in. This is going to be great. I'm going to chuck my headphones in, go for a nice half an hour walk. I get about 15 minutes into my walk. There's only one cafe that you can walk to in from where we, where we are. So I'm thinking, it's a Saturday. It's a Saturday morning. Surely this this cafe, is de- it's, it's going to be open. Sure. I'm walking there. I'm definitely getting a coffee from this cafe. I walk you're at this stage, you're not even considering it. I'm not open. even considering that it's closed. Yeah. Right? And I've gotten, I've walked 20 minutes. Not only is the cafe closed, it starts pissing down with rain. So I've walked 20, I've walked 15, <clears> 20 minutes away. I've got to walk 15, 20 minutes back in the rain i get back here got no coffee in my hand come to open the door and i've locked myself out of the apartment oh my god <laughs> so then i give connor's a ring to so i'm thinking i need it i need to get a, a phone call back here so that he can come and he, he's been seeing the doll you know not breaking any iso laws for anyone listening. um and he doesn't answer and i sent him a message saying man i've locked myself out <laughs> then 20 minutes goes past and thinking all right it's raining i've got Five percent of phone battery left. Oh no! Yeah. And I'm locked out of the house. <laughs> Three hours later, oh, I got back to him, no. and, uh, and I just thought, nah, this is not going to do. How long? Who knows? God knows how long. Hunters calls me back, so I creep around the back of the house, and I've managed to wedge a bathroom window open, and I've climbed in like Spider-Man, like legs first. I'm hanging like waist over the window, like arms <laughs> dangling out into, <laughs> into Sally's Mustang's fucking clothesline area, and <laughs> I've slithered me way. If she saw that, gee, she would not be coming still, out to the bins. <laughs> still seems very much like Ted Bundy and not Spider-Man again. <laughs> if she saw me breaking in into my own house, I think that'd be it for us. It'd have to be. If I was just talking to a stranger and I had to assess whether they were more leading towards Ted Bundy or Peter Parker, it would definitely be Ted Bundy. Old Rich Bundy. And I've got myself safely into the house. And Rich I, Bundy. And I, uh, I got a phone call back from Cunners two hours later after I'd already broken. So... Yeah, you getting back in was not high on my priorities. Nah, I just couldn't give a fuck that... Uh, in my, not only am I losing my mind, but I've locked myself out in the pouring rain, so... Just and you didn't need coffee either. And no coffee. So I'm falling asleep while hanging out the window. <laughs> so, so oh far, my yeah. God. So far, ISO has been interesting. Make and do, though. Make and do. Yeah, we're getting there. Yeah. We're getting there. Um, but we, we, don't, we don't want to be, get caught up on, on isolation too much because I know everyone's dealing with it. But um, um, we'll move along the run. We'll get some stories. We'll get our minds off it. What have we got on the run? Uh, chose South American Adventure. It's a while ago now, but... It's three months ago. But it hasn't really been touched on. No. Even I don't know much about it, and I live with you. I don't know much about it. <laughs> <laughs> Six weeks of... Fuck. Yeah, minimal. But um, no, it was, it, was, it, was, it was a long time ago. I, kinda, I actually sort of timed it the, the right time to not be stuck in quarantine in Peru. Now we've got like chartered flights being flown in from everyone that was still there. Costing him five grand a, a pop just to get back into the country. But um, Jesus, what, so was your, what was your highlight while you were there? Highlight, highlight was uh, I've mentioned. I think I've mentioned it to you, but I, a few a few mates had been across to Bolivia. A um, bit of a, a left field choice for a country to go and visit. So I've plonked myself in Bolivia for a week. This was right at the end of my trip, um, and Bolivia is. It's like really high altitude. It's like three and a half, four thousand feet above, uh, sorry, meters above sea level. Did so, you take any uh, advantage of this and go running? I uh, didn't do any running. Did some hiking and a, and a bike ride actually to change it up. So I wasn't just uh, yeah. on a bender for six weeks, but I, I did. Yeah, there was definitely some uh, some some things consumed and some deeds were done. But I did uh, during my time in Bolivia. Cam and Frank, a couple of friends of ours, had been to Bolivia already. Had suggested that go and see this guy in the middle of La Paz. Um, in La Paz, they've got this prison. It's called San Pedro Prison. And basically inside this prison, they 
they it's completely void of rules okay so for a long time it was run completely run and governed by the prisoners themselves so the inmates are running the this. inmates are running the prison okay. you know there's no security oh boy yeah it's it's whack and and the story goes oh. basically that if if they get put in there and they've got enough like money the the saying was money talk bullshit money talks bullshit walks basically if you had money and you're in the prison you were having the time of your life there's jacuzzis in the prison there's table tennis tables there's vending machines there's people selling clothes there's people selling you know takeaway food they've got tvs it's like got full-on condos and apartments inside this prison this is absolute ridiculous it's, it's absurd and it still is like that to this day and, and and once upon a time you actually used to be able to go into the prison as a tourist pay your way in and go and spend a weekend with the prisoners I'm kidding <laughs> yeah that's true that's outrageous <laughs> so <laughs> Mate, this yeah. is this is ridiculous and so you used to be able to pay you know obscene amounts of money to all the prisoners and they'll keep you in there at times at, at times they've held tourists hostage they've got an atm in the prison right so they can hold the prisoners hostage and they, they make the prisoners go, uh, sorry, the, the, the tourists go out to the ATM and withdraw cash yeah. so that they can pay for drugs or whatever. But they're all partying in this prison, essentially. So all the prisoners are actually chefs, cooks. They cook cocaine, which is all grown in the area. So the Bolivian highlands and, and Peru is where all the coca leaf fields are. And all the locals, that's like one of their biggest exports and trades. Like it's all, it's it's very corrupt. Those, the, all, all these countries over there, it's corrupt. And it's very much a drug-fueled cartel type setup. Anyway, this prison is one of the main sources for manufacturing cocaine in the, in the city. And anyway, we, we go down to the prison and you can go to the front of the prison and there's this guy called Crazy Dave, okay? <laughs> so Crazy Dave sits out there every day at one o'clock to tell his story. Crazy Dave's an ex-prisoner of La Paz Prison. He was in there for 14 years. How crazy is this, Dave, are we talking? I'm talking, think of the craziest person you've ever met and times it by 38. Maybe a thousand. <laughs> he's, he's a whack job. Anyway, for good reason. He spent 14 years of his life. He's addicted to crack. Okay, he spent 14 years of his life in this prison. Not as not as a wealthy prisoner, as like a, a poor prisoner. And he, and he basically, he gives you his whole life story. I've gone down there at one o'clock on my own. I didn't because I was traveling on my own. So I went down down there at one o'clock to the main square, and uh, I sat I sat down there. And he at one o'clock he knows where the, who the tourists are, so he runs out runs out. I see this guy. It's 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 about ten about one five past one, and I'm, no one's come yet. And I see this guy just running across this square that I'm in, and he's waving at me from about fifty meters away. I've never met this guy. I don't know what he looks like. He's waving at me from 50 meters away and I'm thinking, he actually knows. That's definitely him and he knows I'm here for him. So he runs over, I'm the only one standing there and he ends up giving me a 45 minutes to an hour of his life story. Just me, one-on-one with him. Right? So Dave and you, one hour. One hour. Just one-on-one. One-on-one, just chatting in, this, in the middle of the street, one-on-one. He gives me the... Crazy, whole... crazy Dave and Rich Bundy. <laughs> <laughs> the Perez, the Perez, prison. Um, oh my God. It was, it was absolutely bizarre and he he does he puts on all of these voices and he's 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 very theatrical with the way he he does the whole performance so he goes from the from the bottom all the way to the top to where he is standing there today um if you want me to go do you want me to go into his his life story we, we could be here yeah i'm happy to listen <laughs> i think we might be here for a while we could be here ahead. for a while i'll try and wrap it i wouldn't up mind if you could get the audio and just in case a little bit of what crazy dave says i've got i, believe you I, do can, have I have got some if you want to listen to it maybe just play it over once uh, i can i can loop it in at the mm. end but basically he he was married with a, a child over in the u.s came became addicted to crack crack cocaine 
on the streets of Brooklyn. Um, Dave became Crazy Dave. And this is where the beginning I think he's just Dave. Dave at this stage. And he's probably just normal Dave <laughs> at this stage. Just regular old Dave. <laughs> and uh, he gets he gets quite addicted and his, his dealer, um, you know, he keeps getting more indebted to his dealer and his girlfriend or his wife. Um, whoever it may be that he's got the child with is is also on the on the gear and slowly slowly he just keeps owing more and more and more cycle money. of addiction so he's, he's in he's in thousands and thousands of dollars of debt right dealer says to him all right i've got a way for you to to make your money back i need you to i need you to go and take deliver this go to bolivia pick up six bottles of beer they're going to be filled with cocaine and i need you to bring it back right so Dave, who's not not crazy, well, he's probably on the verge of craziness at this stage. Goes but to he's Bolivia, still, he's still David. Picks up the six beer bottles, doesn't even make it to the airport. He's been set up by this guy. Gets arrested in Bolivia. Gets brilliant. Gets sent, <laughs> gets sent to jail for twelve years. Right. So, and the guy that sent him there used him as a decoy so that they could smuggle hundreds and hundreds of kilos of cocaine back. So. He's, he's wound up getting the, the brunt end of the stick. He's never returned to the US. He spent 14 years yeah. in La Paz on the street. Well, sorry, in sorry, 14 years in the prison. Yeah. And then for the last... He's been in La Paz maybe for 25 to 30 years now. So for the last 10 to 15 years, he's just been standing outside the prison as a crack addict telling his story every single day at 1 p.m. <laughs> and I think at this stage, it's safe to say he's officially become crazy. He's Dave. gotten crazy. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> at the end of our forty-five minute discussion, at the end of our forty-five minute discussion, he he told me exactly where I could buy some crack, and, uh, and said he'd hook me up. <laughs> and I've paid him a hundred. I've paid him a hundred Bolivianos, and uh, you couldn't have seen a man run away quicker <laughs> <laughs> with your Bolivianos. So uh, I can only fathom what he was. Were you at all intimidated by Crazy Dave? No, nah, nah, I was gripped by the conversation. He was not a threatening human being at all. Really nice guy, believe it or not. Just a complete and yeah. utter. He's almost, because you have shown me the video, he's almost a bit of a performer. He's a performer. Mm. He's not stupid. He's just a drug addict. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. I would love to have a few Hong Kongs with Crazy Dave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The man, the man sitting in any, he would be the center of attention in any party, any living room. Any, imagine him on, on a podcast. Yeah. Jeez, we need him on the podcast. I was trying to. Well, I remember messaging you, trying to get you to get him at least a share. I just don't know how that would go down. He's a, he's the official ambassador. How do I Bolivia sit him still for that long? Of Suits and Show. <laughs> Next time I go to. Bolivia, imagine imagine we get Crazy Dave uh, on the Suits and Show. Jeez, you reckon I could probably get him on? Um, you can get a shout out. I reckon I can call him. I can, if I you can, get Crazy Dave on here, oh, it'll be outrageous. Let me let me work on but, that. We can come back <laughs> in the next episode space. or two. Watch this space. I am going to find Crazy and get Crazy on here. Yeah, I don't mind it. I know how to contact oh, him. Oh, I know how to contact him. Sam Foley will, will enjoy that thoroughly. Mm. Not that he ever listens to not this a show. List, not a listener, but... It might, be, it might be Crazy Foley episode. Cam <laughs> Foley is almost Crazy Cam. <laughs> That's not going to make any sense to anyone else listening, but it makes sense to us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. oh, fuck, that's brilliant. <laughs> uh, all right, well, that, I guess that was that was my highlight. It was just the most... In, to say that was the only highlight is, is a very stretch of the truth, but it was definitely a highlight and just something that sticks out in my mind. Um, I spent much of it... I was on my own for six weeks. Um, bumped into it, made, made a lot of friends jumping around hostel to hostel. 
Uh, I'd highly recommend a solo travel for anyone thinking of moving. When, obviously, it is possible again, we, we may have to uh, travel around the suburbs for the next 12 to 18 months. <laughs> did, you, did you go Rich Bundy on anyone? Did I go what? Rich Bundy on anyone? Uh, <laughs> no, I kept the Rich Bundy. He's my, <laughs> he's my alter ego in Australia at the minute, so... <laughs> I didn't want to get I didn't want to get deported too quickly from the holiday, so yeah, that's fair enough. <laughs> uh, but the the whole of South America is a it's, it's a wonderful place. I just wish I knew a little bit more Spanish, so I wasn't ordering water with soda in it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is actually frustrating. God, that was frustrating. But uh, I got the hang of it in the end, and I, I, I tended to get the meals right. But geez, having a conversation in Spanish from someone who's not spoken a word mm. of Spanish in their life is tough. Bit of du- Duolingo, du- a little Duolingo. But knowing how to say the word apples in Spanish doesn't get you far, unfortunately. <laughs> Unless you want apples. Yeah, I find myself asking for the manzanas everywhere I went, and they're like, "We don't have any fucking apples here." <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind that. <laughs> Good up though, Duolingo. But um, yeah, un- unfortunately, international travels it's off the radar for a while. Yeah, but I reckon once you go on, it, it makes you um, you feel a bit more gratitude or grateful when you are back on that next trip. You really soak it up. Oh. You know? When something's taken away from you, you realise how important or how good it can be or how good it is. Definitely. You've got to, oh, that's what I hope this whole this whole journey does for us. A bit more appreciation for everything that you have been able to do. Yeah, absolutely. So I think a lot a lot of good's going to come out of this that perhaps people in the in the in the start of things when it all kicked off didn't really think about. You know, we're going to we're going to have a lot more compassion and care and um, a lot yeah, like you said just appreciation for for everything. Yeah. Well, hopefully, appreciation hopefully. for being able to spend an hour with Crazy Dave in Bolivia. Jesus Christ, that's gone up in in value, hasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, bloody hell. Oh, I think 10% of the population will come back and, you know, 100% of the population when it all gets cleared up will be good. And then four days into it, I reckon there'll be 10% that will truly value what we've got back. But people will just probably skim over it after the first 24 hours, I, I would imagine anyway. Yeah. You know. It's easy to fall into the trap of complaining and, yeah. you know, not being grateful for what you have when what, what all of us have, especially us three, you know, is so much more than a lot of people. Mm. Be thankful. And let's yeah. get Crazy Dave on the next episode. Well, crazy <laughs> with coronavirus. Who knows what, where Crazy Dave well, is. Well, that's it. The man's homeless. So, um, But uh, I don't know if you want to linger on the, the South America talk anymore because a lot of it is uh, X to R rated and I'm not sure if I really want to share that on the Suits and Show show. Mm, maybe. <laughs> Maybe on a little after hours. Special. We're gonna have the uncut version where we can really. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't mind a suits and child colours R rated R version. Subscription twenty dollars. <laughs> you can log on. You can log on and uh, yeah. No topic off. Geez, you'd want to be making money out of that, wouldn't you? Mm. And I don't, yeah. think, I don't think we would be. Well, nah, fuck no. Well, we'll hold Richard Bunny be off the jail. Richard. <laughs> <laughs> um, but <laughs> move, moving on from from my my holiday, so we we had a, a I believe you had a story you wanted to. Share. Obviously, footy's footy's done and dusted at the minute. We're we're, we're having a break. AFL's done. The Springvale Districts demons are, are done. You know, it's it's unlikely we're probably going to play another. Uh, we'll be back. No, we'll be back. A, a game in in the near future is is off the cards. You know, we're we're, not, we're looking at June minimum. And let Chris Thompson hear you talking about he's not <laughs> coming back because that's all he's clinging on to at this point. I think. <laughs> Look, uh, I've got me doubts. I'm still going to do the training. Don't worry. But uh, 
by a positive force well, back into the universe well, where we'll be playing footy in May. Yeah, <laughs> but Suits has a story for us, I believe. Because but, well, with the absence playing. of footy, uh, we want to hear a story out of you, Suey, about uh, Hampton Park. Yeah, so this this is a story I've clung on to for a long time, and I think there's only one person in the world I've told this to, and it's Richo who I've told this to. So I, I don't know if he, I don't know if he clearly clearly remember, but in one this ear, isn't, in, um, in one ear out the other, Suey. Hey. <laughs> In one ear, out the other. You can tell it again. I've probably got no idea. Yeah, well, well, well now, hopefully, hopefully it sticks in this song. So, uh, <laughs> Unlikely. So, so this, this is, a, this is a, the main bit of this is about coronavirus and um, through all this adversity and all this stuff, every little thing that you do and everything that you don't do, it does count uh, because uh, this is, so I'll launch in a story. I'm not going to say that again until the end of the story, but it's uh, rekindled a thought of mine yesterday. Right, well, right now, today, it's Easter Sunday when we're doing this uh, episode. And on Easter Friday, I uh, watched the Hamden Park Springvale Round 1 Easter Friday game when we, when we unfortunately lost. But we, we went on to that year, beat them in the semi-final. And um, just quickly, uh, they um, uh, that whole year, they were... You know, it's like we were the two-year-old dog in the in the dog pen, and Endeavour Hills were the ten-month-old puppy, and all the other rest were just little six-week-old puppies. And it was us in Hamden Park, and it was—you could look at it as Division Three, but it was two big dogs ready to go. <laughs> and uh, where, where this year Division Two was probably the year to score was a four-horse race, where it wasn't it's so intense. But when Springy played Hamden Park, it was it was on. And uh, anyway, so. We played them and we lost, and then we played them again mid-year. Uh, so we played them in April, and then we played them at the very start of May, and then we didn't play them. So we didn't play them the rest of May, the rest of June, July, or August, and then we went straight into uh, a semi-final to play in a grand final against them. And you know, like I remember playing against other teams that had played them the week before, and I thought I'd love to know where they're at because we just we kind of can't. Well, we're not going to be playing them for so long and whatever. And um, uh, so we, we got them in this semi final to get into a grand final, and it was the most intense build up. And I've never been more nervous in my life. And um, we well, not in my life, but in, in footy. And um, we started the game, whatever. And I was um, tagging their best player, uh, Michael Henry. I was on him. And um, he's the, he's the, the, the second. What's that, Rich? He's the bald fella. Uh, no, 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 he's not bald. Uh, he is a bit short. I probably had about 10, 10, 15 kilos on him. He's a small, he's like a 178, maybe 75 kilo on board. That yep. probably was about 31, 32 at the time and had had quite a successful career in um, for the Dubs and Dubs um, with Sammy and that. And uh, quite a, you know, he's had a few accolades and whatnot. And the second time we, so the first time we played him, he absolutely cut us up. And then, I tagged him the second time and, and beat him. And um, and then I got the role the next time we played him uh, in that final. And I was on him and it was on and that. And um, so it got to – so it was on. And I was giving it to him. Tom over before the game came up, he said, Suits, get into him, get into him. You're, you know, you've got 10, 15 kilos on him. Get into him, get into him. So I was like, oh, got into him, got into him. Uh, we were down at halftime by about a goal. And I'll come in and he come up to me, I reckon – one of the first, like, oh, as soon as I went in there, he came up to me, he's like, Suits, you're not, you're not being hard enough on him. And I was like, I've, I've given him everything. Like, I've given him everything. I've been an absolute cut to him. 
And um, and then you know, and I was copping a lot off the Hampton Park supporters and uh, the, all their players. It was it was very intense. So I, and I was like, Tom, I was like, you know, you're not going hard enough on him. I went, well, I'm going to really throw the kitchen sink at him. Um, uh, so then we we went out in the third quarter, and it was about I reckon eight or nine minutes into the third quarter. Semi-finals playing the grand final, and they were a little bit up all day. Like they were maybe up a goal, kind of all day. And then um, I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. So for yeah. anyone that's lost a bit of motivation, anyone that you know uh, through this time feels as if things might be pointless from an active or any perspective. So uh, I just got that motivation from Tomo, and uh, I come out and I was into him and. He got the ball at a stoppage, and he kind of they kind of blocked me, and he kind of got around me and ran off with the ball. But he kind of was a bit slow to get rid of it, and I remember chasing after him, and and I was had the absolute look of the devil in my eyes. I was out to kill him, and uh, I I wouldn't have got him. Hey, you've gotten gone get get a bit murderous out on the field at this point in time. Oh, I was getting extremely murderous. I would have I would have done I would have hey what I went absolutely after him and. Uh, I went after him, and so he's he's got he's taken a step around. He's taken two steps around, and he would have got around me, Richard Cummins. He would have got around me, and he would have he would have hit someone up, and they might have kicked a goal or kicked a point. But I'll never forget it. The only reason I got him, the only reason I got him, is because his jumper was too big, and I was able to grab the bottom of the jumper and bring it in, and absolutely. The biggest tackle I've ever laid, I'm telling you, I've probably been knocked out in the footy field two times, and that was, I tackled him that hard that I knocked my own self out, and I remember <laughs> I got up, and that was the end of him. He, he played he played about another, he, as soon as he, so I gave away a free kick, and he just kicked the ball long, and he went, went straight off, and I remember I yelled out to him, don't come back on, or it'll happen again, or something like that. I was absolutely out of my mind, and um, Jeez, so I was probably concussed as well. And, um, and anyway, so... He, he started the last quarter, so he was off the rest of that third quarter, and then he came back on. He started on for the first five minutes of the last quarter, and then he didn't come back on. And we ended up running over them in the last quarter and winning. Now the silver lining in all of that. Um, this is a showboat story. Is, enough. Hey, keep going. The silver lining in all of it is everything that you do and everything that you don't do. It counts, and even. If Hamden Park in October had fitted him perfectly and got the shirt ready for him, I wouldn't have got him and he wouldn't have spent the second half off the ground and we might not have won that game. So the now, moral is, of the story yeah. is, is get the right size jumper on and suits won't tackle you. You can, you can say that, you can say that, or you can just say if you do everything right, everything right even in times like this, because I'm telling you, Hamden Park oh. at that stage when they went and spent 150 grand that year to win a Premiership Cup, wouldn't have thought if we put extra 80 bucks in and get him a proper shirt that suits won't get him in a semi-final and <laughs> bloody knock him out and he won't play the rest of the game. Oh, that was a very long bow, but I don't mind it. <laughs> it was a time where I wasn't sure where that was going, but in the end, you've tackled Well, that's him. where it's going. That's where you put In the it. end, you laid the tackle. Yeah. I laid the tackle and, and that was their best player and didn't see him for the second half and then... Ultimately, they came back the week after and uh, they got beaten by the 10-month-old puppy because they were a bit sore and then we played in Dever Hills. So let's, we'll a bit that too tackle won us the granny. And what you're saying, Suits, is it's the little things that count. It's the little things that count. I'm not saying that that tackle won us a premiership or anything stupid. I'm just saying it's the little things yeah. that 
the amount of little things build into big things and all them little runs that you do, all the little sacrifices that you like make it. in a world right now where yeah. everyone's just snacking out and doing what they want, it will count we're becoming, some point, We've become very you. good at doing the snacking. That's it. So it's very good. And the little things like staying home, washing your hands, Correct. they create big things. <laughs> what else have we got on the agenda? Well, I've got, um, I've got a little one for you. So it's, I don't know if you remember this, but this was when you were at Keith and it would have been early days for me and you and our friendship and it was one yeah. of the first times that I really understood that you are a unique man yeah. and you do things your own way and it's hard to sometimes get across how maybe not strange but unique you can be so yeah. me you and Richo we were cooking up dinner we were making yeah. a, a nice pasta. A pasta we're having a pasta between the three of us <laughs> I think it was a spaghetti yeah. maybe Perhaps a, a spag- spaghetti bolognese yeah. or, or something a fettuccine like bowl something, and, something um, sounds like something I cook we were nearing nearing the end and I saw out of the corner of my eye you were um, opening a tin of Milo. And I said, yeah. oh, Suits, what are you, um, what are you doing? And, you go, and you said, oh, just making myself a, a Milo milk. And I thought, all right, that's, yeah. that's an odd an odd beverage to be having with a pasta. Mm-hmm. But, Milo you know, with pasta, I don't mind it. But, you know, whatever, whatever you like. And then we finished up. We all got down to the dinner table. Me and Rich are about to eat. And then you're sitting there just by yourself with your Milo milk. And I said, Suits, where's your food? We've just cooked dinner. And you said, yeah. oh, I've just put it in the freezer. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's definitely me. I said, yeah, you put your me. pasta that we've just I've cooked never seen a man put in the freezer. food in the freezer before, pre, pre-eating. I don't know if that's a suggested culinary tip in restaurants, but... Um, it's the strangest thing I've ever witnessed. Seuss doesn't like his dinner too hot, so he plonks it in the freezer for, <laughs> for, for three minutes. So it just takes the, no. the heat out of it. No, Nicole, Nicole, uh, and Nan, and everyone that you know, they all agree, like they're all on the same page as you guys. But I don't know, man. I just, um, I don't, I don't like a hot. Like I, I just like to eat it at a uh, perfectly. If it's been cooked and it's boiling, I would like it to be in the fridge for at least 10, 15 minutes, or be waiting oh, for half an hour before on. I eat it. Come in an ideal world, that's absurd. I'm serious. I, I just don't yourself, like eating it. Know, hot. Never, don't, I like don't... eating it just nice and warm. Definitely don't change you for anyone, but I think it's one of the most bizarre things I've ever witnessed in terms of uh, <laughs> eating your dinner. Well, there's nothing worse than, than sipping or eating into something that's too hot and it burns the absolute suitcase out of your tongue. Actually, and we, were then... just, we were discussing that today about having a, a hot pot. Mm, yeah, or a hot coffee and then it ruins, the first sip ruins the whole you don't thing. Want to ruin, you don't want to ruin the rest of the meal. So I can, I can plausible uh, solution for a hot coffee or a hot pie might be the freezer in the future. Mm. Just five, just a couple minutes. Oh, I don't think so. I don't think that's ever the option. I remember looking at <laughs> what you, about Rich, a pie? Thinking... Have you ever gone into a pie and it's just way too oh, hot? All the time. If I put this in the fridge for five minutes, it would be perfect. Biting into a pie doesn't just ruin your afternoon. It ruins your week. Yeah. It's a black spot on the top of your mouth and you just feel it. Every sip of every drink and every bite of every yeah. meal for the next five days yeah. are just... They're ruined. Yeah. Yeah, they are. You're spot on. But I'll tell you what, it was uh, very strange, so it's, and I looked at Rich and I thought, is this bloke mentally okay? Because he's eating, <laughs> cooking pasta and he's drinking Milo and his food's in the freezer. At, at the time, I think, he, yeah, it, it, there, was, there was question marks, especially when I think the, um, the question came out, you're in the kitchen, you're cooking up some, I think it might have been baked beans or canned spaghetti in. And you asked, you asked to the general population sitting in the lounge room, am I right to just chuck this tin in the, in the microwave? 
Hey, at least I asked him to put it oh, in there. Oh, mate, I'm glad you did. <laughs> or he would have been going in there with a fire extinguisher to put out your face. <laughs> well, yeah, he was probably, probably had a big Sunday night and there was a few of us in the room on Sunday. And I would have probably put it in there and fucking it, bang! <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think we were that, we were not that well that Sunday morning either. No, there wasn't too many Sundays where Chair Bolly was well, that's for sure. <laughs> Crazy Cam. Crazy never well on the Sunday morning. We, really, we got to get Crazy Cam on the show, I think, actually. It would be a nice guess. We, maybe we get the Crazy Cam and Crazy Dave crossover. Mm, the Crazy Dave. Oh! So we'll call it the Crazy Seats of Joe Show. <laughs> we'll, call, we'll call it Crazy Eight. <laughs> I'm in. I feel like making the call to Crazy Dave right now and getting this going. Um, but what else have we got on our agenda for tonight? Uh, we've got a few facts coming up, I believe. So you've got, you've got one. Yeah. You've got a fun fact. You've got a Willy Wonka-related fact. I do have an interesting uh, fact for you guys. You will enjoy this. Oh, so from the OG, the original Willy Wonka, out of the out of the three that end up, I have you just hop. So have you both seen the movie? Yeah, of course. Which one? The one with Johnny Depp. No, 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 the one no. before Johnny Depp, the uh, one that's... Gene Wilder, oh, is that his name? Gene Wilder. Oh, yeah. Gene Wilder. I know the story, I yeah, can't really man. remember the movie, but... So you haven't actually... Oh, well, you would have seen it. Something about uh, chocolate so... bars and shit, I don't know. Fuck, so you know, Gene... So you know, uh, you know, I had a moment when uh, they were at the end of that, when they shoot up through the... At the very end, it's the last scene, and they shoot up through the um, end of the bloody, you know, the bloody, you know, that... Uh, elevator that that's his last thing and he says to Charlie you know you've won the factory the factory's yours like you know like you're a lovely boy or whatever mm-hmm. do you remember that yeah picture? I know the scene yeah so I was looking at that and I was like fuck like this is a great movie I've seen that many times I had a look at on Fox Sale and I was like it was made in like 1971 or something yeah. like that and I was like an fuck I was like I wonder I wonder where all these three are at so Charlie and his grandfather that sleeps in the bed with the four other grandparents, which is just outrageously weird when you hear out of it. Um, and Grandpa Joe hasn't so, got out of bed with his, his brother and his his sister-in-law for fucking six months. It's absolutely weirdly outrageous. Like, whose grandparents all sleep in the same bed toe-to-toe? But anyway, There's I mean, that makes the movie, doesn't incestuous it? activity going on amongst Charlie's grandparents. I think it's by necessity, is it? Not surely. Don't, aren't they like... It's, they're po- they're it's in, in a time of poverty and recession. Quite poor. Yeah, I don't think they're doing it by choice, but I haven't seen the movie. It's, question, it's questionable either way. I'll, so, so, so how, how old do you think? Or so, oh, we'll start with the grandfather, who is in, who's the grandfather of obviously Grand, Charlie. Grandpa Joe. Yeah. Is he dead or is he alive? Uh, he's got to be dead. Uh, I'm going to go with dead. He died in 1981. Yeah. So he's been dead a long time. Yeah. Uh, all right, so then we're going to move on to Gene Wilder. Is he dead or is he alive? He's definitely dead. I know He's... he died recently. Gene Wilder is dead. Yeah. Yes, he died in 2016. Now, is is Charlie the lovely boy of that oh. movie? Is he alive or is he dead? I hope so. He can't be dead. He can't be dead, can he? He's alive. <laughs> <laughs> How old do you think oh. Charlie is? That little boy in that movie, in that oh. film. How old do you think he is? 47. He's 62. No Ooh. way. Yes, he is. That's an old Charlie. <laughs> it is very old Charlie. And when I was watching it, it just made me just think, wow, look. At that stage of their, of their lives, they're in the pinnacle. They're all at a great... A remem- the movie's 49 years old. 
and now, you know, like he's 62 and the other two are uh, pushing up daisies. And uh, life just goes quick, you know, for them. It does, it does. It's unbelievable. Well, yeah, yeah the movie was released in the 70s. And... <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, who, who, who knows? Maybe Susan Cho and Gunner's season two, episode two, will be getting listened to in 49 years and we'll all be pushing up daisies. <laughs> what a thought. Hopefully not. <laughs> and they'll be only listening to it just for the segment about crazy Dave and yeah. crazy Cam Foley. <laughs> they want to know more about Dave and Cam and how crazy they are. <laughs> I like your Dave, fact. I want to have that fun fact every week. I've got a fact for you, Suits, if you like. Yeah, what is it? Uh, do I, are you uh, with the Dale at the moment, or are you, you good? No, 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 all good, all good, all good. Okay, um, Suits, are you familiar with Pringles? Yes. Uh, is the man who invented Pringles, is he alive or is he dead? <laughs> uh, dead. He is dead. And Rich, let me tell you this. Yeah. He's buried in a can of Pringles, Rich. He's not. He's not. <laughs> he is. <laughs> I don't believe it. Yeah, the that's true. That is a hundred percent true. Wow. The man who invented <laughs> the Pringles is they original? buried. <laughs> Are they original or self video? I would assume original, but I. I wonder I if it's got the logo on there and everything. Like, and does it, it does. say once you pop, you can't stop on the fucking grave or what? He's buried in a can of Pringles. <laughs> I can't believe it. That's unbelievable. I actually don't mind it, though. It's a positive way to go out. <laughs> oh, wow. What a grave. Not bad. Mate, I'm well, like, that's a great fact. Wonder if they left any Pringles in there for him. <laughs> oh, I've enjoyed that. Um, All right. well, that's, that's, I didn't bring a fact. I, I thought I'd just thrive off the other facts that, that we're going on, but I might have to bring a fact in the next Next week, week we want a fact. All right, all right. But for this week, I want a rake. Yeah, all right. And I want not just any, any rake. I want Richo's rake. I want the guy upstairs here about it and on the other two sides. <laughs> this, this one's been gravitating for a while. We've always floated with Joe's rake, but nothing's really pushed me to the edge like it has for Suits' bake. Yeah. Nothing's really crept up and got me like... Oh, and this mate. one hits you like a rake in this the face. This one's right in the heart. This is in, in the heartstrings. Amongst what's, what's, all, what's all been going on with, with the COVID-19 and the, and the working from home and the self-isolation, this one it's just building. went straight in the heart. So, um... I guess we'll start off by saying, you know, four four weeks ago, I got told, given the all clear, Rich, you're gonna be you're gonna be working from home. You're gonna you're gonna spend the next indefinite period. I'm gonna I'm gonna need you to take your laptop, your computer set up the screen, home office. set up the home office, right? Set it up at home. Now, not not only do we not have a, a dining table or a, an office here, um, we've also got a pretty a- average internet, you, you might say, mm. right? And it's always been a little bit of an issue, but. You know, it was internet and it was working and, and, and the Wi-Fi, you know, it, it reaches all parts of this tiny little little apartment. Anyway, so... We were reasonably satisfied. We were satisfied. Satisfied. Anyway, so I sat down for me first me first day of work in the apartment. First day of an indefinite period, I, I sit down, internet disconnects, right? I'm supposed to be starting my self-isolation journey. We're running Netflix. We're running, you can't have a disconnect. We're running online gaming. We're running work, work office, and I've disconnected from the internet, right? So... For me troubles that day, I just hotspotted off my phone. I'll worry about the Wi-Fi later. I'll, I'll, um, I'll send them an email and we'll get it sorted. Anyway, so the next day I decided right, I'm going to sort this internet out. So I give the uh, the, the the internet provider a, a phone call and it's call call failed. And I'm thinking, all right, try again, call failed. So I jump on the website and the website says, sorry, at, at the moment we're not we're not taking any calls in our customer call center uh, due to the current situation. Uh, the office is not running, right? So the, this this company be- belong has decided that 
we're not going to have any phone service for any of our internet users. Not not completely unreasonable at this stage, but we're expecting, we're okay, expecting well, okay. prompt emails, so, so, prompt something. So someone's going to get back to me on an email, right? So I sent an yeah. email off, all right? Now, I shoot it off, uh, this is our address, this is the uh, the account user, Brian Cunningham, blah, 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 blah. I'm working from home, I need this sorted ASAP. Keeping in mind, this is four weeks ago. Get back an email about four days later, early, from where, wherever she's got this office, gets mm. back to me and, and is asking for a few extra additional details. Give them the details they want. Probably another two days passes. Can I speak to the account holder for the account? Pass her on to Ryan in, Cunningham. In comes Cunningham. In comes Cunningham, right? Giving the birthdays. Here's birthdays. my details. Account Here's everything number. you need. Please fix it up. We're starting to get frustrated, girly, but It's, it's four, four or five days, self-isolation. We haven't got any internet. Girly, just do the right mm. thing. You know. Do the right thing. Couple more days pass. Girly's about to get uh, Cunner's chisel here. Cup, cup, <laughs> couple more days pass and we get an email from Rex. We get an email from Rex. I'm like, what up? What, hold on, what's happened to Gurley? Now we're talking to fucking Rex. We've got to re- mm. re- re- re-explain the whole story. Rex asks us the exact same questions again and again. Anyway, so at this point we're thinking, all right, we'll give Rex the details. We give him Rex the details. Yep. A couple of days later, Gurley responds. Well, now, we're, now these blokes are just passing the baton from person to person. We've, we've gone from Gurley to Rex. We're back to Gurley. Gurley's come back to they us. Just- they're handballing it off. They're handballing it off. There's no care here at the moment. I'm thinking... I don't want this I'm problem. I'm seven days into working from home. I've had no internet. I've had to hotspot off my phone. And we're, that's it. It's hit boiling point. Cunningham and I have sent cancel this, cancel that. It's the worst service we've ever heard. Blah, 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 blah. So not only... Not only can we not get internet, and not only have we not had internet for over two weeks, we cannot get a response. We can't even cancel our internet service. And we're sitting here in isolation, running off hotspot off of our phones. So for Richo's first rate... Before, before, I'm just going to add a little bit Larry, more fuel to the fire here. Because after five five emails of saying, look, cancel this, just cancel it off. You think we might get a response? We get a phone call. Here we go. It's the Belong Guys. It's the Belong Guys. And, what, and I think, of course, they're here to either fix the situation or cancel me. No, no, no. They want me to upgrade to NBN. We can't upgrade, but they're selling us off. They're saying, sorry, sir, we can't cancel you, but we can upgrade you to NBN Rich, for $95 a Rich month. Richo's rage now transformed into Rhino. Sorry, sorry. I, was, I couldn't help myself. So that concludes episode two. First episode ever in isolation, boys. What did we think? Yeah, it was, uh, it was red hot, I thought. Uh, it was uh, pretty funny. I, I did find uh, crazy, crazy Dave and crazy camp bowling in there. We'll, oh, be a re- we'll be making a reoccurrence one day with crazy Dave. I'll, I'll, I'll hold myself to that. I'm least to try and make contact. So If he is alive. Uh, don't, don't hold your breath, listeners, but we'll, we will be back with an episode three. We've worked out a hopefully a pretty good way of getting episodes together, so we will see you hopefully at another point in uh, in our solution.